On this episode of Infinity Sports, we are going to be giving our draft grades. We did our mock draft last time you guys heard from us. And this time we're going to be grading the real team's picks because we know more than they do. So we're going to be assigning those grades to them. And a little bit of a story about that right after the uh, intro here. Jordan. Drives one out to deep left field. This one's got a chance to get out of here. Go! Three runs. Jimmy Jack's first big league home run for Mike Trout. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. And an 81 point game. 55 in the second half. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed the second greatest scoring performance in NBA history. What's going on, everybody? I'm Wayne G, Infinity Sports, joined by Sully. Hey, how we doing, man? You may notice there's two people instead of three people. <laughs> and uh, let's just say if you guys are tuning in for Nick, sorry about that. I doubt you are. But if you were, uh, just a difference, uh, creative differences, we'll call it. Um, you know, We wanted to talk about the NFL. We felt like a, an entire episode was dedicated to the NFL draft because there's 32 teams. It's going to take a little while. Um, and other people wanted to talk about uh, postponed European soccer games. Um, and, yeah, it just didn't work out that way. So, Yeah, you know, uh I was assuming, you know, he, he I, I assume, like, you know, it was more than that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be talking about the NFL draft, which happened this past weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, before we do, congrats to Sully, who got nine out of 32 picks correct, the same as Todd McShay and Peter King, and double that of Mel Kuyper. Should have been 11. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, say excuses here, but... When I copied and pasted my picks onto there, I put Penny Sewell in the wrong spot, uh, and he I put him at Miami and Jalen Waddle at, at Carolina, and didn't realize it. But it was supposed to be the other way around, um, so I would have gotten the first eight picks exactly right. Um, Zayvon Collins, I think, was my my big hit. Um, I think, like truthfully, I think I was like one of the only mockers that actually had Zayvon Collins going to Arizona, um, and that was uh, that was a big one for me. Uh, I did. I did really well this year. Also, if you guys watch the mock draft, uh, you know I, I nailed the trade um, pretty much to a T. I think I missed the 2022 fourth rounder going over there. I think that was the only part of the compensation I missed. Um, and I remember you guys, you know, giving me quite the earful about that trade. And look who was right. Yeah. Well, only because I thought you should have accepted my trade first. <laughs> See, but again, I'm telling you, for one, it, it's pretty clear that, that New England was not in the quarterback market like we thought they were. Um, they, they had no interest in moving up um, from, you know, a lot of what we heard. So uh, they were willing to take whatever fell to them at 15. So um, and Chicago is one of those teams that I don't know, for, for, for whatever reason, I just felt they were going to make a play this year. Um, I think they understand that their roster is fairly close. Um, so, you know, why not go out there and. And get arguably, you know, the third best player in the draft to some people. Not to me, but, you know, he was the third best quarterback on the board, in my opinion. So, 
Well, we are going to be going in alphabetical order of city. So we're going to be starting with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I'll give my grade. I'll tell you why I'm doing that grade. Sully will give his grade and why. And I'm sure we'll have some disagreements. I explained to Sully early on that I graded this extremely harshly. Um, very few A's, more F's than A's. So. Um, oh, yeah. Also, you told me we're not doing minus or plus grades. I yes. totally didn't listen to that. So I figured you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but it, it was actually made it tough for me because there was somewhere I'm like, ah, B, C. It's like a B minus, but I gave it a C. That's yeah. why. I, I, truthfully, I like true. I did that for some teams still, but other teams I was like, no, it's a B minus because I can't call it a C, but like I can't really give it a full B either. So. Uh, Definitely check us out on YouTube because we are going to be breaking this up into 32 different segments so that this is an alphabetical order. If you're listening for the Washington football team and you don't want to listen to all the way to the end, or you don't want to skip to the end, go to YouTube. The video is there. Washington football team will be on its own. You can Bam. just watch our review of that. Um, you know Wayne's check- going to make it look fancy with the letter grades. I'm sure he's going to put some clips of some players in there too, guys. It's you know Wayne's going to do what Wayne does, baby. That's right. And uh, check us out on Facebook uh, at Infinity Sports Podcast, on Instagram at Infinity Sports Podcast, and on Twitter at Sports Infinity 5. Arizona Cardinals, I gave these guys a C. Um, I did like the Rondell Moore pick uh, in round two. Uh, I'm looking to the side if everyone's watching this video. Um, the Zaven Collins pick, I, I liked it, but I felt like you know, corner was a bigger need for them. Uh, I thought Caleb Farley might have been a better pick for them there instead of Zayvon Collins. Uh, they didn't address running back or tight end at all. Um, so I was like, eh, C for them. because Just because I like the Rondell Moore pick, I give him a C. Uh, I give him a C as well. Um, again, linebacker in the first two years in a row, I don't love. Granted, they are two completely different linebackers, and they're going to do completely different things uh, for Arizona. But again, it's such a low-value position, and to invest in it that heavily just doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned, go out there and get a corner corners, make infinitely more important uh, plays on the field than your, you know, two down linebacker does. So I I didn't, as much as I love Zayvon Collins, the football player, and as much as I actually like the pick, it's tough to give it a good grade. Um, Because again, because of value and then positional value, Zayvon Collins was not the, 16th best player on my board you know what i mean so it's like it's tough to go grab him there i love rondell Moore. i love tay gallon uh the the corner they got in the sixth um rarely are you gonna find a guy in the sixth round that's that's possibly gonna start for you uh he has all the traits to be a starting quarterback in the nfl it's just can he put them all together kind of thing um so again i didn't love their draft but i didn't hate it um so and i think rondell Moore in that offense is going to be amazing um so yeah yeah, uh, I do want to, before we get too far into it, I didn't mention that Sully and I's grading styles can be a little bit different. I'm grading these guys based on whether or not they filled positional needs and then secondarily, you know, the value of the pick itself. I know Sully values the, the, the value of the pick more so than the need. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of draft philosophy with most people. Like, you know, like I've talked about it throughout this entire draft, positional value um, and then actual value. I don't, if, if you draft for need, that's when you end up reaching for players and making bad picks, in my opinion, a la Las Vegas, but we'll get to that. Um, or uh, who else did that? Uh, New Orleans, uh, Green Bay did that this year too. Um, <clears throat> you know, reached to fill a need and and not necessarily took the best value on the board. Um, but again, it, it, it's going to all depend. For me, I don't love that. For you, you may love that. So, you know, and, and that's where we're going to differentiate. But yeah, I'm glad you cleared that up. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are next in alphabetical order. I gave them a D. Um, I do like the Kyle Pitts. Obviously, 
one of the best players on the board, a general generational player, and it fills a need at tight end, which they needed, uh, even though they have, I think, Hayden Hurst, right, uh, went over there. Uh, yeah, they didn't accept his fifth-year option now, though. They didn't exercise his fifth-year option, but still, I mean, unless you got Travis, even if you got Travis Kelsey, you're taking Kyle Pitts. <laughs> uh, so where, where I kind of graded them low was really when we got into the later rounds, not even later, just later than the first round, um, cornerback and linebacker, huge needs for them. They passed on both uh, Asante Samuel Jr. They passed on Aziz uh, Ojulari, uh, and they took a safety, um, Richie Grant. So I didn't understand because, again, safety was not a position of need for them, and they had really good players on the board who did fill positions of need. Yeah, I agree. Um, unfortunately for me, Kyle Pitts is really the only pick I like. Um, I gave him a C. Um, uh, I didn't really it, – it's tough to, for me to hate the draft because you do get Kyle Pitts. I do think Jalen Mayfield in the third. Um, I think he's got a real shot to start at guard from day one. But outside of that, I don't love it. Uh, you know, Richie Grant, I, I actually love as a football player, but, man, over Trevon Morrig, over Javon Holland, you know what I mean, uh, over these other guys that I think – you know, are much better players. I don't love. So, yeah, I gave it a C. So, it's again, it's not a draft that I, I'm going to be, like, bounding the table for. But, I mean, Kyle Pitts may be the arguably the most impactful player in the league this year. So, The uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, are next. I gave them a B. And uh, the only issue I really had, so I liked the Rashad Bateman pick. Obviously, you got to get a weapon out there because Marquise Brown can't do it all by himself. And even as a sec- – he's really more of a secondary option, I feel like. Not that Rashad Bateman's a, a straight up one, but uh, you need help, and so they got help. I like that the Jason Oa pick, um, or what was it, uh, a Delphi Oa? Yeah, now? I mean, his, well, I mean, yeah, his name's Jason, but he's going by his. I think it's what's it? Where's he from? Liberia. I'm not sure. He's, he's he's from one of the African nations, so I know he's 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 going to take on his African first name now. I believe. Um, uh, he's a tremendous talent and obviously he could be huge, but I didn't like it because I felt like they had bigger positions of need. They traded away Orlando Brown, uh, you know, to get that first round pick and they put a defensive end in there. I mean, Samuel Cosme was there. I know he went in the second round. Uh, Tevin Jenkins was there. I thought he would have been a good fit there. They do get a guard in round three. I like the Ben Cleveland pick. I think that's a really good pick for them. I just wish they had addressed the offensive line with that second first round pick, but all in all, uh, Sean Wade at five, I think this would be a great slot corner for them. So I felt like getting him at, in the fifth round pick, uh, getting Bateman, getting Cleveland, uh, overall, I gave him a B. They got an A, and it was really close to an A-plus for me. Um, Jason Owe is the definition of a freak. I mean, he ran a 4-3-8. You know, he's, he's got an insane shuttle count, a 3-8-4 shuttle, which, I mean, anything under seven – is insane for a corner, let alone a defensive lineman. Uh, a 40-inch vert at 6'5", 260. I mean, he is – and if one thing that uh, that Baltimore does, it's it's develop edge rushers. So I, I do love the pick. They had to replace um, Judon. So, I, I mean, I actually think it was a need. I had edge as one of their higher needs. And, and again, the whole positional value thing for me, an edge is far more important than, uh, you know – I guess other things on the board, um, not a tackle, not a tackle, but, and this does factor into the grade. In my opinion, they did go out and sign Villanueva um, to be their, their replacement for Orlando Brown. Um, so obviously they had a plan. They knew that I think. Um, so tackle, I don't think is a huge need. Also, they got our Darius Washington, the TCU safety as an undrafted free agent signing. I think he starts at slot corner before Sean Wade does. And they drafted Sean Wade at five. 
they pick players who are such perfect fits for their team. I just love what Ben Cleveland is an absolute mauler in the run game. That kid is going to bulldoze people. Um, so I like that pick a lot. Uh, again, they just had a great draft. And and person, I count the villain away of a signing in the whole draft process. So that's why they're getting a a uh, a solid A for me. The only concern I had with Owe again. Like you said, freak talent, uh, super athlete, right? Is he's so raw? And uh, the initial comparison when you think is Ravens, you're going to think Terrell Suggs, right? Um, just fast off the edge. But Terrell Suggs had 22 sacks in college. Uh, you know, Oa had one and a half. You know, so that's my concern there. Jason Oa wasn't used as a pass rusher at Penn State, though, which is which is what was unfortunate. He was he was dropped back into coverage and played like actual like linebacker, not a rush linebacker. So. Um, Again, when if you look at his actual rush snaps, he was very productive. So that's kind of what you have to go by, not his overall stat line. All right. Yeah. Um, the Buffalo Bills, I gave them a C. Uh, Gregory Rousseau, who's going to do a little ad for us here, if you've seen the ad, or if you, uh, you'll hear it at the end of the show as well. Um, Gregory Rousseau, we're fans of his now, and he went in the first round. Uh, fills a big need for them at defensive end. What puzzled me with them is then taking Carlos Basham in round two. Like you just took a defensive end in round one, and again, needs that needed to be filled. Offensive tackle, uh, Jalen Mayfield's there. Um, you know, they take uh, Spencer Brown in round three. You know, they could have gotten a running back in round three, defensive tackle, which again, they didn't fill either one of those positions in the draft. Yeah, I gave this one a D. I did not love the Bills draft outside of Rousseau, which you know I had mocked to the Bucks. Um, so I was damn near close. Oh, I thought he was going there. Um, he's just a versatile guy who I like super long, super strong at the point of attack. If you look back at his film, he actually succeeded more on the inside. Um, so I think they were, they were thinking, okay, we'll play him as like a strong side DN kind of like a Jadavion clowning essentially, uh, uh, kind of thing. Cause I don't think he's going to be a speed rusher off the edge. It's not his game. Well, then you go and draft Carlos Basham, who's the exact same player. Carlos Basham plays at like 285. Like, he's going to be a strong defensive end that succeeds more on the inside. It just didn't make sense to me. Oh, you know what else they did? They drafted the same guy in the second round last year, and A.J. Epinesa, who's that same exact build and player. So it's like, I just don't know what they're doing there there in Buffalo. Um, they needed they needed a coverage or an off-ball linebacker pretty bad. They didn't get one. Uh, they needed a tackle and offensive line depth pretty bad. I don't love what they got in Spencer Brown and Tommy Doyle. Um, they needed, I don't think they needed running back help, but they could have easily added one later on. Um, I don't, I don't hate Zach Moss and, um, Singletary, Devin Singletary. I'm a big fan of Devin Singletary. I just think they need to give him the ball more, but you know, it, it's just, I don't know for a team that's so close, like, and like not knowing who you like, like the Chicago bears know exactly what their roster is. They went out and got a quarterback. They know we got a window, things like that. Um, Teams that know they have a window and built Kansas City, like, love their draft in their offseason. They knew exactly what they needed to do. We've got a window. Let's go attack that window. I don't see that here from Buffalo. Like, they've got a window right now with Josh Allen and their team, and they didn't go out and add any kind of impact to player. Like, I don't think either of those <clears throat> edge guys they drafted have the ability to, like, start and, and be an impact from day one. They're both going to be, like, rotational players for me. So I don't love that. Right. 
I understand what you're saying about the window too, because if I'm Buffalo, I'm thinking, you know, New England's got a rookie quarterback now or Cam, but you know, Mac Jones will be ready to start next year at the least. You've got two is going to be in year three next year. This is the year for Buffalo to win the AFC East and get deep into the playoffs. A hundred percent. And and <clears throat> it's not just that, it's you know, Josh Allen's coming up on that mega deal here soon. And once you pay him $50 million a year, it's tough to build a team around. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to do that now, you know, Stefan Diggs's window is going to close. You know what I mean? Like it's going to like, you've got to, they've got three years now where they've like prime team. And, and I don't see how Jason Owe, I mean, uh, Gregory Rousseau and Carlos Basham get them over the hump essentially. Like both are great players. Both are going to be solid players, I think. But do they get them over the hump? I don't see that. The uh, Carolina Panthers are my dad's favorite team, and I gave them a C for their draft. Uh, J.C. Horn does fill a need, and he's uh, arguably the best corner. I mean, you could have gone Sertan, but you know, they're very closely rated. Um, the offensive line was really a bigger need, I felt like. And the fact that you know you had Rashawn Slater there, you could have taken him, and you went with a corner instead. You could have gotten a corner later, I feel like. Um, the, the other thing I really liked, I like Terrence Marshall. I love Terrence Marshall, actually, as a wide receiver. I just... I didn't like him in that spot because, again, defensive end's a bigger need, and Basham was there. You could have gotten Carlos Basham in the, in the Carolina Panthers, and he would have been a better fit there. Uh, round three, they still haven't addressed the offensive line yet, and they take a tight end. You know, I mean, Wyatt Davis was there. I mean, you, you have so many opportunities to address the offensive line, and you didn't address it in the first three rounds. Well, they did. They actually took Brady Christensen before Tommy Tremble yeah. <clears throat> with their first third-round pick. But I actually kind of agree with you. I was more in the Rashawn Slater boat than I was in the J.C. Horn boat. But I did say, like, so J.C. Horn's skill set is something that's coveted by teams now. And, like, true press man corners are are incredibly difficult to find. And that's what J.C. Horn does. And that's what J.C. Horn does extremely well. So, um, you know, he, I knew he was going to go early. I actually placed a prop that he was going to be the first defensive player taken. Shout out to my dog, William James, man. My dude was hollering at me all night to uh, place bets for him, and he, we ended up profiting like 8K in bets. So it was a pretty sweet night. Um, I nailed – obviously, the Zayvon Collins pick was huge. I nailed the Jalen Waddle pick. Um, that's how I, I've got proof that it was in my actual real draft because he placed a $2,000 bet on it. Uh, boy, it was nuts. Um, but yeah, it was a fun night. Um, but I don't know. I gave him a B minus. Um, it would have been higher, except why not take Justin Fields there at seven? Um, and I'm going to say that for any team that was at uh, seven, eight, nine. Uh, why not take Justin Fields at that point? Um, so I'm going to knock you for passing on him there because I don't think Sam Donald's. I don't think Sam Donald should stop you from taking a Justin Fields. I guess is my opinion. Um, so, so I don't love that. Now I get they're they're building behind Sam Donald. They invested a second round pick, um, so they've got to like get behind that. But I do like Marshall. I like Brady Christensen. I like Ch- uh, Tommy Tremble. I like Chuba Hubbard. I like Davion Nixon. I like Deontay Brown a lot. I think Deontay Brown starts at guard tomorrow. So there's a lot to like about the draft. I think Chuba Hubbard's one of those guys that I actually look at as. You know, one of the reasons you shouldn't take a running back in the first round is because a guy like that is in the fourth round, and I think he's going to be an impact player because I wouldn't expect anything less than Christian McCaffrey to get hurt and only play about nine games. And I just I think about where Chuba Hubbard would have went if he went out if he came out last year. He was easily the number one back, and everybody loved him, and this and that. 
and then he comes out and has a terrible year, <laughs> like, you know, and goes in the fourth round now. And that's where running back should go. I mean, that's just their value, unfortunately. Wait until we get to the Steelers. I have some harsh stuff for them. Oh, bro, um, one of the few teams that got a terrible grade. <laughs> uh, the Chicago Bears, I gave these guys an A. You know, I mean, they, they traded up. They get Justin Fields. What a fantastic pick. Chicago has not had a good quarterback in a couple of decades at least. And I think that this guy, I'm I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. We've been talking about it for over a year now. I actually liked him over Trevor Lawrence way back. I mean, I love, love way Justin back. Fields. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you go and you get him. I think he's your quarterback of the future. I think he could even start right away. They're saying Andy Dalton will start, but I think it won't be long. I think Justin Fields will be in there. There's going to be a lot of fans rooting for it. That defense is still top-notch. Um, round two, you know, they get a protector with the Tevin Jenkins. We talked about he, he's just an absolute monster. So now he's going to be protecting your quarterback. Um, really, the two biggest needs. They didn't draft again until, like, the fourth or fifth round. But your two biggest needs, quarterback tackle, you could dress them in the first two picks, and they were great, great picks. Agreed. I, they got an A-plus from me. Um, I mean, to to move up nine spots, I mean, you're going to give up, you know, your future first. But, you know, you would think with that roster and, and depending on how, how well Justin Herbert plays, you may have a year of, of learning, you know, curve right there. And, and I think Minnesota got better. So, um, but, you know, they're probably going to end up, you know, not picking in the top 10. And so you got to think, OK, well, it's a solid you know, thing to give up 20 and, you know, whatever to move up to 11 or to 11 is, is a great move for them. Tevin Jenkins is a home run as well. Um, uh, Graham, the corner they drafted in, I believe it was the sixth, um, has the ability to start. So, uh, I mean, he's got three years of great tape and probably shouldn't have lasted this long, but he was an opt out. And so, you know, he gets forgotten about Khalil Herbert in the sixth you know, legit has a shot to produce over there and, and, you know, be that pass catching threat that they love. So I love what, what Chicago did with their draft, which is odd for me to say, cause I don't think I've said that in a long time. Well, they haven't had a really good draft in a long time. Huh? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Tevin Jenkins and, and Justin Fields at the top is an absolute home run grand slam. Those are, those two picks alone would have made this draft, you know, incredible. So uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, I gave these guys a C, uh, like anybody, I was perplexed with them going with Jamar Chase over Penn A. Sewell. Your quarterback, who you took number one overall last year, was getting sacked at an unprecedented clip last year. It led to him getting injured last year. And fortunately, he's going to be ready for the start of the season. But you might have been without him for at least the first half of the season if it was a true, like, really messed up injury like we thought it was going to be. So you don't protect him. You get him a wide receiver. Um and then uh, I think you could have gone Penne Sewell there and taken Terrence Marshall, another LSU guy, in the second round. And then they're still buddies, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so I put defensive end was a need. Uh, I do like the Joseph Asai draft in, in round three. Um, but, yeah, back-to-back uh, -back defensive rounds, uh, uh, defensive ends in, in, in round three didn't make sense to me. Um, so th there was some puzzling stuff. The only reason they get a C instead of, like, a D or an F is because Jamar Chase is phenomenal. Um, but it should have been Penne Sewell there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to think now, obviously, Joe Burrow had a lot to do with this pick. Um, and you've got to think Joe Burrow said, yo, I want Jamar Chase. Um, also, you know, like I, I kept saying, the Bengals don't really need a tackle. They don't. Um, they, they've got, uh, Jonah Williams out there at left tackle, which they love. And they've got, and they just signed Riley Reeve to $14 million, who Joe Burrow personally took to dinner and, and convinced him to play in Cincinnati. 
Um, so I, I don't think that they, they thought their needed tackle was high. Therefore, they decided let's strengthen the wide receiver court. Now they do go out and get Jackson Carmen in the third, I think it was. Um, nope, they got Jackson Carmen in the second. Um, he's going to start at guard for them. Um, uh, so I think that's like kind of their was their plan. You know, we're going to go out and get get Jamar Chase, and then in the second we'll get our guard slash tackle convert because Jackson will start at guard, and then more than likely after Riley Reef gets let go after a year, they move him out to tackle. Um, so I didn't hate it. I gave him a B plus um, because Chase is going to start, Carmen's going to start, Osai, Sample, and Shelvin, Tyler Shelvin, I all love along the defensive line, and I actually think they all have the ability to to you know rotate, make some kind of impact at that point. So I actually liked their draft. Uh, I didn't hate it. I, I give a lot of negative grades to people uh, for passing on my guy Wyatt Davis in the third <laughs> round. So uh, in this case, again, they they, they took back-to-back defensive ends in the third round. They need guard help. You could have gotten Wyatt Davis. Yeah, they they could have. I mean, again, they they I think they think – now, granted, I think they needed multiple positions along the front, so just taking Jackson Carmen doesn't solve any problems, in my opinion. But, um, I mean, I do think they were very comfortable with their evaluation at, at guard and uh, like what Jackson Carmen could do. And I don't disagree. I'm a big Jackson Carmen fan, so – the Cleveland Browns, I gave these guys a B. Uh, four out of their first five picks filled needs. Um, I liked uh, Jeremiah Osu Karamoa, right? Getting him in round two. We had him uh, trading up potentially to get him in round one. I guess it came out that he had kind of a heart issue, which is why he fell. But they said the doctor cleared him. He's fine. But that's why he fell. But I think that's a great get in round two. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, the wide receiver, he's a track star. He runs 100 meters in 10.9 seconds. Um, he's going to be a blazer on the outside. So I think that's going to help free up you know, uh, Landry a little bit more on the inside. Um, overall, though, yeah, I, I like their pick. I liked um, what I have here. Uh, they could have moved up a few picks to get Amari Rogers or Nico Collins, um, who I think were higher rated than Schwartz. But again, I like Schwartz speed. So overall, I thought B is good for them. Oh, is it easily A plus? It's probably my favorite draft um, <laughs> in the in the whole thing. Uh, Greg Newsom's a smash knockout of the park. I mean, he's a stud. I don't, I don't know how he lasted to 26. Um, I thought he was going to go much earlier just because corners go early. Um, and then uh, to get JOK at 52, who was legitimately in play at 26, is an absolute fleece. Um, I'll, I'll never understand how he lasted that long, uh, a heart issue or not. Uh, Tommy Tagai is going to start tomorrow for that football team and is a legit pass rusher from the inside, which there were maybe three in this whole draft, and, and they got one. Um, then Not just that. Then they signed Marvin Wilson as an undrafted free agent. Um, so I think, you know, granted, he has terrible tape this last year, but the year before, he was easily a top-five defensive tackle in the class. So uh, I think they did absolute amazing. They they went into the free agency without really needs to fill. And it was more or less just taking players. So again, they were able to take the best value that was on the board at the time. And they crushed it in my opinion. Absolutely crushed it. Yeah. That's like I said, as a harsh grader, I give a lot of B's. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, when you get my, what did I I have JOK finished at? Let me look. JOK finishes my 13th overall player on my big board. And they got him at 52. 
So, I mean, for me, that's like, like, I mean, anytime that happens, I'm going to love your draft. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm absolutely going to love it. You know, in our mock, I had the Browns trading up to 20 to get it. You know what I mean? So it's like, and then they ended up getting him, you know, at 52 or whatever it is. It's like, you know, I, I mean, that's just an absolute fleece in my opinion. So. The uh, Dallas Cowboys get a C for me. Uh, they trade down two picks. They get Mika Parsons, who I think is a huge, great pick for them. Uh, great pick. Uh, Kelvin Joseph at corner in round two. So, again, they needed a corner. They get one in round two. I think Kelvin Joseph is fine. Uh, Jabril Cox, I think, could be a steal round four pick. Uh, although he plays the same position as Mika Parsons. They're both inside linebackers. And I think that doesn't Dallas run a 4-3, not a 3-4. So, I don't know uh, yeah. how that works out. And then uh, they don't really address the safety position or tight end, but I don't really care about any teams that didn't address the tight end position because I don't really care about it, uh, unless you're the New England Patriots. So uh, I, I went with the C. Again, Parsons, uh, just like Kyle Pitts, great, great, great talent, and you get him at 12. Uh, you can't really be upset with that. Uh, they got a C-minus for me. I wanted to give him a D, but I, I don't know if I could because, I mean, you got to love Mika Parsons as a talent, but, I mean, they got – Leighton Vander Esch. They got Jalen Smith, who they just gave a massive contract to. They just resigned. They just signed Keanu Neal to play linebacker. So what the fuck did you go and draft two linebackers for? Makes no sense whatsoever to me. Uh, I I'll, I won't understand it. Plus, it's not a high value position. Um, don't even, I love Mika Parsons. I think he's a stud. I think he's great. Obviously, their plans blew up in their face. They wanted J.C. Horner, Patrick Sertain. One didn't fall, so then they are panic moved back two spots. Still didn't know who to take at 12. Um, I think Rashawn Slater would have been a much better pick there because, again, positional value. I don't love the value of drafting an inside linebacker at 12. I think it's – truthfully, I think it's a wasted pick. Um, so there's obviously going to be that hurt for them, uh, or that knock for them on, for me. Um, but I do like Kelvin Joseph, uh, Nashawn Wright though. What? Have you seen this kid? No. Bro, he's 6'4", 180 pounds. So he's Kevin Durant playing corner and he's runs a, I think he had a one, six, nine, 10 yard split, which I'm, I'm telling you right now, Wayne. I'd run a 169 10-yard split. Like like a 169 10-yard split in your 40 is awful. He had a over I think 8 3 cone. Like he just doesn't have movement skills. I don't love the pick in the 4th round. Um I don't know. I didn't like a lot of their draft. So yeah, C minus. Well, is he a vendor Esch? They're not picking up his fifth-year option. Yeah, I get it because he can't stay on the field. But, I mean, like, like again, if you're a team that's consistently investing in the linebacker position, you're you're not going to win a lot of championships in my opinion. You know, it's, it's just, it's not an important position. Like you need, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, this is coming from a guy whose favorite player is Devin white. Um, but like in reality, uh, outside of maybe like now granted he's special. So, but like outside of like generational talents, which I guess Mika Parsons is, but then why go draft Jabril Cox? Why sign Keanu Neal? Why give Jalen Smith a $40 million contract? Like, I don't know. I just don't like what they do. All right. The Denver Broncos, I gave an F. Is this my first F I think I gave? Um, I mean, Ow. well, Patrick Sertan's great. I mean, I love that he fits a need for them, but their three biggest needs, uh, which were quarterback, inside linebacker, and center, they don't address at all at any point in the draft. Um, I mean, you could have gotten Fields there. You could have gotten uh, Dickerson in the second round. That would have made more sense to me than getting a cornerback and then not addressing really any other needs. Um, Man, I... I gave Denver a B and it would have been an A, except they didn't take Justin Fields. Um, but 
So Vic Fangio, you know, it's it's pretty tough to go like against what he does and and his system. And and I'll tell you what, Patrick Sertan is an ideal cornerback for his system. I understand they just went and, and signed, uh, you know, Ronald Darby and things like that. But I mean, that's on a one year deal. And if Ronald Darby stops you from taking a Patrick Sertan, you're doing it wrong. Jamar Johnson is an absolute steal in the fifth round. Adam is my second best safety, I think. Oh no, third best safety, and. Uh, I, I mean, to get him in the fifth is just massive for them, I think. Uh, Javante Williams was arguably the number one running back in the draft. So to get him in round two, I don't hate. Quinn Miners uh, from Wisconsin Whitewater will, is outside. It was my second rated center in the draft behind uh, um, Landon Dickerson. So I, I, I like that pick. Baron Browning, I think, has the ability to be an elite pass rusher. Um, he's listed as a middle linebacker, but I, he won't he won't play there. Uh, he was a liability in coverage, and he's really just a pass rushing specialist. And teams have told him that. Um, but again, I, I liked that they did a lot. They got a B for me, and if uh, and that's really just because how do you not take Justin Fields at nine? Because <laughs> you believe in Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, bruh. Uh, it, which <sighs> which somebody had said something to the fact of I read a story that said that they might play them in tandem. And I said, well, the old adage is if you have two starting quarterbacks, you don't have any starting quarterbacks. Yep, yep. Unless you're in college. All right. But, I mean, that's a that's a different game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the Detroit Lions, I gave them a D. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, Penny Sewell uh, is, is a great, great – the fact that he fell down there is, is fantastic for them. But, again, he doesn't fit one of their bigger needs. Wide receiver was a bigger need. Devontae Smith was still on the board. I think that would have made more sense to go there. Um you know, inside linebacker was uh, another need for them. They don't address that until round four. They could have had Mika Parsons. It makes more sense again than Penny Sewell, even though he's not – whatever. Um, no defensive ends taken in the entire draft. A defensive end was a need for them. So, again, they didn't really address any of their needs, even though they did get a great talent in Penny Sewell. See, I hate this whole needs thing. I think you should look for upgrades at positions, not necessarily where do you fill – where can you fill a need? Where can you upgrade at a position? And – Detroit's a team that I think understands who they are. Um, they are going to win what? Maybe four ball games all year. They're most more than likely picking in the top five next year. Let's build a team. Let's go out and build through the trenches and, and build, you know, how you're supposed to, in my opinion, you know, with, with key positions. And that's exactly what they did. They got an A for me. I loved their draft. Uh, Penny Sewell, it, I mean, it doesn't matter if you have a need at tackle, which they do have a need at tackle. Um, you know, outside of Taylor Decker, they don't really have anything. Um, so for one, he can start a tackle, he can start a guard. So it doesn't matter. They've got a need. Um, and the first thing you need to do is protect. So Penny Sewell, uh, Levi on Uzurike and Ali McNeil. I absolutely love both picks. Ali McNeil. I liked a little more cause you got him in round three and I had him ranked higher than Levi Uzurike anyway. So obviously I love that pick. Um, and then Afatu Malafanu is a six, you know, two, long, strong, talented cornerback who's going to start and be physical for them. Uh, and then Amon Ross St. Brown is a wide receiver who has the ability to play great and and exceed his, his expectations because he does have that high ceiling. But he's also a dirty, like a, a hard-nosed player. He's going to block for you. And, and their head coach, Dan Campbell, came out and said, look, we want to get more physical. That's what we want. They came out in this draft, and I believe they achieved that goal in getting more physical. Uh, and, and I loved everything they did. So huge, hugely great draft for me i read an article that said that mcneil is the reason for the awkward fist bump in the eagles draft room yeah um, 
because I guess that's who that's who they wanted. Uh, that's who they wanted. He yeah. they, they traded down, so they missed out on him. Yeah, so they missed him. And uh, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I think a lot of teams are going to regret passing on him. He was a running back in high school. Uh, the boy can move like laterally and like is an absolute horse. I mean, he is gonna he's gonna be an issue in 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 the run game for a lot of teams. So I I, I had his comp at Vitavea, a poor man's Vitavea, because he's not that high end pass rusher that Vitavea is from the inside. But I mean, I think he's gonna be a great player. All right. The Green Bay Packers, I gave them a C. Uh, I like Eric Stokes. I think he fills a need for them. Um, I know uh, was it uh, Amari Rogers uh, round three. I think that's a, a great pick to get a receiver. Again, he's not the big receiver, but Rashad Bateman had already gone before in round one. So at round one, the best receiver on the board is Elijah Moore, who's a second round receiver. So like you said, you don't want to reach to fill that need. So I think that Stokes fills a need uh, better than uh, Elijah Moore did. Um, <laughs> I didn't understand uh, maybe because why Josh Myers was uh, taken over Creed Humphrey. I mean, do you think that he's the the better center between the two? Or no, I gave. The I gave the Green Bay Packers an F. <laughs> um, I don't know how you can look at these drafts and think the Green Bay Packers did better than the uh, than the Lions. Yeah, quarterbacks a need, but you took a guy who is like sixty third on on boards at thirty or twenty eight. Like that's that you talk about reaching for a guy. That's exactly what they did. They reached for Eric Stokes, and he doesn't even fit their system. Uh, then they take a wide receiver in Amari Rogers that doesn't fit their system. The guy ran three routes, literally three routes in college. That's it. Never ran more than three routes. A bubble screen, uh, a slant, and a go were the only three routes he ran in college. So it's like I, 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 uh, that pick makes no sense to me. Josh Myers ahead of Quinn Miners, ahead of Kareem Humphrey, doesn't make sense to me. He was not good at all. You go watch him against uh, Christian Barmore and tell me you feel comfortable with him blocking NFL defensive linemen because he gets embarrassed. I mean, that tape he hopes burns so he can never show his children that. Like, he gets embarrassed. And it just, I don't know, It just, nothing of what they did made sense. No player they drafted actually fit their team. I don't know. For a team like Baltimore, who who literally it, it, it they'll take guys who exactly fit their scheme, and then you see a team like Green Bay, who historically has done great with Ted Thompson. Now this GM is more than likely out the door because I'm assuming you're going to pick your quarterback over your GM. Um, is just I think failing right now horribly at at what he's doing. Uh, the Houston Texans, I gave them an F. Uh, they only had five picks uh, starting in round three because they traded away all their picks. Uh, and their first pick in round three was Davis Mills, which I understand. Maybe uh, you know, maybe Deshaun Watson doesn't play right away or at all this year because of everything going on, but Davis Mills isn't going to be the guy that starts for you. you know. So, I mean, it just didn't make any sense. And so then I, I did like the Nico Collins pick, 326 uh, in, the, in the third round, but that's it. The rest of their picks, I just it made no sense to me. Yeah, they got a big old F. If I could have done a, a lower grade than an F, Houston would have gotten it, honestly. Um, they just they they just don't understand how to build a franchise and how to build a team. They just don't know what's going on. Um, they've got five picks, and they have the worst roster in the entire NFL. So you need help along every position, essentially. And to start, you take a quarterback who – will not start because they're going to start Tyrod Taylor 
I mean, l- let's be real. That's who they're going to start. He's ready to play. He's a guy who's going to play and and at least do whatever for them. So then you're hoping then what? Davis Mills gets in later on, shows some promise, and you trade him for a pick? Like, is, is that the plan? Because you're going to be drafting in the top five next year. You're going to be taking a quarterback in the top five next year. So this third-round pick, you literally lit on fire. Like, like. Like it made no sense to me. Now I will, I have preached that quarterbacks hold their value more than any other position. So maybe he does show some promise and you move him, but like, that's not a reason to take a guy when your roster is so empty. And I like the Nico Collins pick, but you traded up four of them and got the worst trade value in the history of the draft or in the history of the last three drafts for that one pick, the worst trade EV in the last three years for a third round pick for a team that needs every pick so bad. It's like, I don't understand it with Houston. I really maybe, don't. Maybe it wasn't just Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't. Um, Nick Casario, you know, you got to step it up, bro. You've got you got big shoes to fill, and you ain't filling them. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, I gave them a C. Uh, they did address all five positions of need in the draft. Um, I don't get the, it was it the Deo Adiengbo in round two. Um, after taking Quiddy Pay in round one, uh, I thought felt like they should have gotten a receiver there, maybe uh, you know a Terrence Marshall or a tight end like uh, Pat Freemuth. I just that was the only the, the second round pick I didn't understand, but um, overall I gave him a C because they addressed all five positions or biggest five positions of need. I got a C as well. Um, I love Quiddy Pay. Um, outside of that, I don't really like much of the draft. Um, I wish they would have addressed wide receiver because I think that's a that's a pretty enormous need for them i don't trust ty hilton and you know i don't want michael pittman as my number one so uh yeah zach pascal out there ball in um so i i would have probably gone after the wide receiver position there again i'm gonna you know i have elijah moore is you know i think the 25th ranked player overall so i I mean i would have taken him at, at quite a few spots that we've talked about here um i thought he was going to the packers for sure like, I mean, for sure. So for them to not address that was wild. But, yeah, nothing nothing great here, but nothing like, eh, the guy ain't mad at him. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, I gave them a B. Again, they get Trevor Lawrence, best player in the draft, uh, generational talent at quarterback, which was their area of – well, according to ESPN, it was their biggest area of need. But I think that that's an exaggeration maybe because they were drafting one overall. I don't think Gardner Minshew is that bad. But obviously he's not Trevor Lawrence, but I don't think that, yeah. that was their biggest area of need. Um I didn't understand the Travis Etienne pick at 25. I mean, just to pair him with his buddy from college, it, it didn't make any sense to me. You've got James Robinson already. I mean, why don't you get Tevin Jenkins, a guy who can protect Trevor Lawrence? Why don't you get, you know, Trevon Moore? You, you need a safety, you know, but they go out and they get a running back, which aside from the whole don't draft running backs in the first round, even if you did draft running backs in the first round, it's not an area of need. Why are you taking that with your second first round pick? Um, They got an A for me. Um. Uh, their first six picks, I I like. I'm a huge fan of. Honestly, I think they did extremely well. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm never going to be the the running back in the first round camp. Um, I do think you know Travis Etienne, maybe not the exception to the rule, but I mean he's going to get eight to nine catches a game. I think. So I think that's going to be his role when James Robinson is going to get, you know, 20 carries a game. So um, I think that's kind of why. Now, granted, I agree. They probably shouldn't have taken him there. Um, you know, if you go Greg Newsom. Oh, no, Greg Newsom was gone there, wasn't he? Uh, trying to think. No, he wasn't. No, he went to pick right after to Cleveland. So if they go uh, um, 
you know, Greg Newsom there. Uh, and then in, in Travis Etienne at 33, uh, you know, I love the draft instead of taking, uh, then it'd be an A plus. Um, I don't love the Tyson Campbell pick. Um, only because, you know, they've got CJ Henderson, they shine Shaquille Griffin. Um, Tyson Campbell is not playing in the slot. So, but I don't think you can, I'm, I'm always in the camp of getting more corners. Uh, Walker Little has a chance to start from day one. Andre Cisco is probably the best pure free safety in the draft. Now he's going to take a lot of risk, but I mean, the guy can cover. I mean, he's got range for days. And then Jay Tufale is probably going to start for them. So, I mean, it's like, you, you, it's really tough to, to hate the draft when they've got, I think, six true impact players right there. So I, I, that's why I like it. Now, granted, it's easier to have an impact draft when your roster's terrible and a lot of players are going to start. But still, I mean, if you if it, this is understanding your roster and understanding you need talent and getting guys who are ready to produce and, and give you an impact in day one. And, and I think that's what they got. Right. I think for me, again, because we weren't, I wasn't doing pluses and minuses. Um, so just looking at B and A, I couldn't give them the A just because I was so perplexed by the 25th pick. I just, like you said, 33 makes sense for him, yeah. you know, but I, I didn't understand that 25 when there are other needs that are more important than running back because all you're looking for is a receiving running back and that's it. I mean, LaVisca Shaw did that last year, you know, you play him out of the backfield. Yeah, but now they've got another one. Again, with, with Urban Meyer coming in, you got to think this offense is going to spread out. You know, this offense is going to get fast. There's going to be motions. You know, think of now what they can do with James Robinson in the backfield, you know, LaVishka Sinault and Travis Etienne, and then they go out and motion all these guys out and move them out of the backfield, and you're stuck with a your middle linebacker covering Travis Etienne or even worse, a linebacker covering LaVishka. You know, you're going to be in a lot of problems there. So they're going to try to create mismatch nightmares, and I like that. I agree 33 is a better spot, though. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I had uh, gave them a C. Uh, they traded their first round pick for Orlando Brown, which is a great trade. They needed offensive line help. So you have him with uh, Joe Tooney, I think is great. Uh, the Nick Bolton pick, uh, it wasn't an area of need, but he's a really good player. And then uh, Creed Humphrey at center, again, addressing the offensive line. So I really think Kansas City did a great job in the whole offseason addressing their offensive line issues. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, uh, CEH is going to love it next year. And I think Patrick Mahomes is really going to love it. Um, but like I said, despite Bolton and Creed being really great players, I felt like and great value, neither one of them filled in an immediate need. Oh, I disagree. Uh, I got to be, um, again, not, not great, but just impact players. Guys are going to, Nick Bolton's going to start day one and we'll start at middle linebacker for them. Um, which was a position of need, I think, in my opinion. Um, and then. Creed Humphrey, well, more than likely, he's pro ready. He's he's ready to start day one. He's he's been a starter at Oklahoma for a while. He's got his technique down. You know, granted, he may need a year to you know adjust, but he's he's more than likely going to be their starting center next year. So uh, you know, again, this is a team that, like I said, understands their window, um, understands what they have in front of them. Go protect, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes. Go get Orlando Brown. So I mean, let's put it this way. Whatever tackle they were getting at 31 was not going to have the same impact Orlando Brown will for that team. So immediately they get an uptick there, in my opinion. So I, I, I liked what they did in the offseason. Uh, the L.A. Chargers, I gave them an A. I think this might be my first A. Um, and the reason I gave them an A is because their biggest need we're was We're on Vegas, but. Is it Las Vegas or Los Angeles? L-A-S-L-O-S. Okay, yeah, let me. I was going on the uh, the ESPN ticker trying to write down the teams. Uh, all right, cool. So Las Vegas, I'll give it a C. Uh, offensive tackle was their number one need. Uh, they get Alex Leatherwood, who does fill that need. 
but they did kind of reach for him. And and my take on it, and, and I talked about this when we we're doing our mock draft, right? Is that I really like Alex Leatherwood. I don't want to crap on him. I think he's a really good player. Um, I just feel like you can get him later if that's the guy that you really want. So don't take him there. Trade back if that's really what you want to do. I, I like Trevon uh Morig there with it's the eleventh pick in the second round. Great pick. I don't I don't mind that at all. Um, outside linebacker in uh, round three with Malcolm Koontz. Again, not an area of need. Uh, Diami Brown uh, at wide receiver. So they lose Nelson Aguilar. They don't really have – what do they have? Hunter Renfro is like their they didn't top get Diami Brown. I thought they did. Oh, no, they, I, have, I should have taken Diami Brown. Okay. Yeah. Um, or Elijah uh, Molden at corner. I like uh, – but so in that first round pick, again, I know Alex Leatherwood fits your biggest need, which is left tackle or, out, or offensive tackle because maybe he plays right tackle. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like you're drafting that high and you got a guy like Bateman still on the board. I think that would have made more sense than, uh, if you're going to stick there, you know, than the tackle. Yeah. Um, I gave him a C as well. Um, I mean, shit, you switch Trevon Morrig and Alex Leatherwood. And I actually like the draft a lot more. Um, but yeah, I agree. You know, if, if it, Tom Cable has come out and said, Alex Leatherwood was our number one offensive tackle. We would have taken him ahead of Penny Sewell. Okay. Um, so, I mean, now I think that's where you're overconfident in your evaluations. Um, but, you know, if, if that's what you believe, that's what you believe. Um, so I, 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 I agree with you, though. If, if that's your take, and yet the consensus around the league is that Christian Derisaw, you know, is, is more than likely going to go before Alex Leatherwood, and we saw Christian Derisaw go at, you know, 20-whatever-it-was, you know, to Minnesota, 23 to Minnesota, um, why not move back and, and grab Alex Leatherwood? I agree. Uh, but, you know, it, again, it does feel a need after that. Not much to love. Um, not a lot to really not like either, though. So just to see. Okay. Uh, now we're on to the Chargers, and uh, I gave them an A. And, again, Rashawn Slater, biggest need was offensive tackle. Great tackle there. Uh, with their first four picks, they addressed uh, four of their biggest needs. And I really, really like the Larry Roundtree draft uh, in the sixth round. Uh, again, another, I think, good running back who you're going to get in a late round that's going to contribute right away. Um, you know, Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback, uh, wide receiver Josh Palmer. And I, I, I like the draft all around. There really wasn't a whole lot I didn't like. Yeah, they got an A for me as well. Um, Rashawn Slater's an incredible get for them at 13. Uh, perfect instance of value, need, and positional value all lining up and, and creating a, a perfect storm there. Um, I love Asante Samuel in the second round. That he is going to be used perfectly. Think Casey Hayward in his first years coming out. Think Jason Verrett in his first years coming out. He's going to be a stud slot corner. Um, uh, he just fits that scheme extremely well. Um, and then Josh Palmer, uh, I, I like as well. He's an extremely well-rounded wide receiver. I think he can come in and produce from day one. Uh, and and I think actually give you know uh, Keenan Allen some help over there, uh, along with uh, Mike Williams. So I you know I, I like what they're doing over there in, in Los Angeles, man. They're building a team, baby. Uh, the other Los Angeles team, the Rams. I gave them an F. Uh, they did not have a first round pick because they traded that to get uh, Matthew Stafford, which I think is going to pay off. But, um, you know, I'm looking at who they took and it's, uh, you know, was it their uh, center offensive tackle not addressed? And, and, and if your biggest needs going into the draft is offensive line help um, and your quarterback is Matthew Stafford, who gets hurt a lot, you probably should address your offensive line. And so they didn't really do that. So I gave them an F. 
Man, I uh, I did as well. Actually, I hated every pick in this draft. I, I there isn't a single one. I'm like, yep, that was a good pick. Uh, you know, I talk about Devonte Smith, and and you know, I don't love his weight at 166, and and don't love the fact that he's you know, and don't think he has the ability to succeed in the NFL at 166. Tutu Outwell, their first round pick, weighed 149 pounds at his medical combine. <laughs> 149 pounds. That's you cannot play in the NFL at 149 pounds. You can't. I'm sorry. I don't care how quick, fast, or good you are. And he's not. Like he plays extremely quick and fast, but his times were terrible. So I, I don't know. I hated every pick in the draft. I I don't know. For again, like I'm going to talk about this a lot. Teams understanding their window and things like that. This is a team that did not understand its window whatsoever. They are, you know, one of the Super Bowl favorites. Go out there and invest in the offensive line. Invest in key positions that have impact and and. I didn't see that at all. The Miami Dolphins, I give them a B. Uh, they get Jalen Waddell uh, with their first round pick. And I think when they traded back and then they traded back up again uh, to six, I really think that they were hoping they would get Jamar Chase there, that he would fall past Cincinnati, who would take a tackle. Or in an ideal world, that Pitts would fall to six, which he didn't. But I think those were their first two choices. I really think that Waddle, even though they're saying that was their first choice, I think he was their third choice there. Um, but he's still a great player, and they get him, um, you know, defensive end, outside linebacker, you know, pass rushers, a need for them. They get Jalen Phillips, uh, you know, Miami guy who I like a lot. Uh, Javon Holland at safety, I think, uh, not really a need for them at safety, I guess, uh, according to what I was reading. So they could have gotten uh, a tackle there or a guard, maybe. I mean, they have tackles but i would maybe tevin jenkins is a guy i would have liked there did you get leah meikenberg right after that so i guess that kind of fixes that problem um and then hunter long at tight end i actually like that pick for them um because they have good receivers on the outside so like having a middle of the field kind of guy um so overall uh, i gave it a b they got an a for me um i i really liked what they did i think their first five picks um will all have an impact will all be able to play football for them um i think i there's a lot of teams that had Jalen Waddell as their number one wide receiver. So I, it's not that out of belief for me to think that Miami didn't think. Now, here's what I truly think. I think they move up to six knowing, look, we're comfortable getting any of those three. Whichever of those three falls to us, we're fine. We're okay with that. And and I think that's what they went into the going into six thinking. Um, I love the Jalen Phillips pick. Javon Holland, eh, it is what it is. You know, I, I I didn't have him as my number one safety, but I know a lot of teams did. He also has the versatility to play cornerback so because he played it for an entire year there over at Oregon. So I think their positional versatility thing is going to help for them. Liam Eikenberg starts a guard like tomorrow and I think is a great guard. So, yeah, I, I like their draft a lot. All right. The Minnesota Vikings, it's funny. I'm looking at my notes here. I gave them a B. And yet uh, their first two picks uh, didn't fit a need that they had. But uh, Christian Derrissaw, um, bigger need was defensive end pass rusher. I would have thought Oway or Rousseau, who were both there on the board at that time. And then Kellen Mond in the third round, who I guess is a nice, you know, you can bring him up behind Kirk Cousins. So both Derrissaw and Mond, I thought, were good picks. Like you said, that they can use, but I just felt like they weren't two of their biggest needs. But I still give him a B anyway, I guess, because I like those two picks. Um, I, I gave him an A. I think... Hey, sorry, my dog's being bad. Um, I think uh, tackle was their biggest need, truthfully. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I love the Christian Derisaw pick. Not just that, I love the trade down to then still get a player that 
was more than likely in play at, at 14. Now, granted, it was if they didn't get a trade, I, I bet you they would have taken Elijah Vera Tucker, but still, um, I'm shocked you didn't give this team an A simply because they picked Wyatt Davis. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so I, you know, obviously we're big fans of Wyatt Davis. Um, so I love him there. Uh, I love both the Pittsburgh edges that they picked, uh, Patrick Jones and Jalen Twyman. So I, I don't know. I like what they did a lot. Kellen Mond, you know, is going to be a, a guy that's going to have to sit and learn. And I think he's in a great spot to do it. And, you know, Chaz Surratt, that's where you take a linebacker, in my opinion. You know, and, and he's arguably going to have the same coverage impact as, as any of these other guys. He's a former quarterback. So he's only been playing linebacker for I think it's two or three years, and the kid is just an athletic freak. So I, I loved what Minnesota did. I'm I'm really happy with their draft. On to the uh, New Patriots. We're going to go with here. Uh, the New England Patriots. I gave them a B. Um, they get Mac Jones at 15. They needed a quarterback. Um, they didn't look super ecstatic picking him when they showed the draft room. They're kind of like, all right, are we doing this? We're doing it. Yeah, right, <laughs> are we doing this right now? <laughs> So, but they did need a quarterback, and I have a lot of friends who are Patriots fans who were ecstatic that they got Mac Jones because they were hoping that he would fall to 15. I really wanted them to trade up and get Justin Fields. Um, I think Christian Barmore, I mean, they traded up to get Christian Barmore in the second round. Again, he could have been a first round pick. So I think that getting him in round two is great, and especially for them, he doesn't fit a need because they just got Anderson and they just got um, Godshaw in the uh, offseason. Obviously, I think Barmore I think, is better than both of those guys. Um, so you can put him right in the middle. Uh, their pass rush is fine. Um, I love, love the Ronnie Perkins pick it, with the supplemental pick in the third round. It was like the 33rd pick in the third round. Um, phenomenal talent. I think, you know, obviously if he doesn't get busted for drugs, then, you know, he's probably talking early second round pick. So I like got great value for Bill in the first three picks. Um, and then uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who's probably going to take Sonny Michelle's job as the uh, the first down back. <laughs> um, yeah, I gave him a B as well. Um I I like what they did. Um, Mac Jones, you know, we'll see. I think it was the right pick for the time, but I don't, you know, I'm not the biggest Mac Jones fan. So, um, but yeah, Barmore and Perkins are just, I mean, I think great fits scheme wise. I think if there's anybody that's going to get the best out of Christian Barmore, it's going to be Bill Belichick. And then Ronnie Perkins, I think is just a, a NFL ready pass rusher. So. So a great draft for them. And then we go on to the New Orleans Saints who get another F from me. Um, they didn't really address a need in, uh, was it rounds? Yeah, uh, until round three when they took, uh, was it Paulson Adebo, was it cornerback? Paulson Adebo. Adebo, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, they could have taken the, you know, Trayvon Morag was there. They could have taken him. Uh, Elijah Moore makes sense there because they needed receiver. Uh, Malcolm Koontz makes sense as an inside linebacker. They just passed on a lot of guys who would have filled needs for them. So I just gave him an F, didn't love it. Uh, yeah, they got a D from me. Um, Peyton Turner's, you know, one of the bigger reaches in the draft. Um, you know, so I didn't love it. Uh, you grant, I, I like the player, but I don't love the, the, the place they took him. Um, and then I like Werner and I like Paulson Adebo, but again, nothing special. And then Ian Book, how did he even get drafted? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and I mean, you got, uh, I guess, uh, your quarterback competition, right? With Taysom Hill and uh, Jameis Winston. So, yeah. except Taysom Hill's a tight end. So that's probably why they need a back <laughs> quarterback. I guess. Um, the New York Giants, this one's for Nick. I gave them a D. Um, they had six picks in the draft. The only uh, position of need that they really addressed was outside linebacker with Aziz Ojolari in the second round, which I like that pick a lot, getting him in the second round. 
But again, they're one of those teams that had a need at center, guard, and tackle, and they didn't really address it. Uh, I gave the Giants a B. Um, I, I don't love the Kadarius Tony pick, but I do think it fills a need, and um, it, I more love. I do like the trade down because I always advocate for trading down. Um, but and then I do like the Aziz pick. Uh, hopefully his knee is is good to go. And then I love the Aaron Robinson pick. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't. You know, again, I didn't hate the draft, but not not anything crazy. But I, I like a solid B there. See, I didn't like the Tony pick because I felt like they had bigger areas of need to address. I mean, they've got they just signed Galladay, they've got Slayton, they've got Shepard, right? They don't really need a fourth receiver. Yeah? Yeah, I guess. But again, I've said it all the time. If, if Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard are stopping you from drafting a wide receiver, I mean, what are we even doing here? Like, like, like what kind of like, like those guys should not be stopping you from, from drafting a wide receiver. Like uh, that's not moving. Neither of those guys are moving the needle. Neither of those guys are doing anything that, that Kadarius Tony can do. You know what I mean? So uh, the New York Jets, I gave them a B. Um, obviously they get uh, their biggest hole in the whole offseason was quarterback after trading Darnold. There was no surprise who they were taking. I think they drafted the guy who's going to start right away. Hopefully they don't ruin him like they ruined Darnold. Um, the uh, trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker. Love that. I love them trading up to get some offensive line help. I'm a huge fan of offensive line, drafting offensive line in the first round. Um, and then uh, they don't really pick again until round four. And they get Michael Carter, who I think is really going to help them out at running back because that was another area of need. So I loved how they addressed all of their need, not all their needs, but they addressed quite a few needs in the draft. And so I give them a B. Did we talk about Minnesota? Um, yeah. Cause you said Wyatt Davis. Surprised I didn't give him an A. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> um, sorry. All right. So the jets, uh, they got an A. In my okay. opinion, uh, you know, I'm a big Zach Wilson fan. Have have, have talked about it. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, I love it. I don't love giving up two third rounders, but hey, man, if you get your guy, Elijah Vera Tucker now goes on the left side there and and just absolutely locks it down. In my opinion, with uh, Makai Becton okay, and, and Elijah Vera Tucker over there, Elijah Moore, I had is I think like the 25th best player or something like that. So to get him at 34, fantastic. I think he. I think he makes Jamison Crowder expendable, and then, bam, that saves you $14 million, in my opinion. So uh, I like that a lot. Uh, Michael Carter, that's how you draft a running back. You wait until the fourth round, and then you take one there, and you know I think he can be a productive player. So, yeah, I'm actually a big fan of, of all their picks. So, uh, you know, I think they get an A, in my opinion. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles, I gave a B as well. Uh, they trade up with the Cowboys. They get Devontae Smith. They need a wide receiver help. Uh, he Obviously, he was paired with uh, Jalen Hurts at Alabama. That's the big story, right? And then uh, round two, Landon Dickerson. Again, the Carson Wentz got absolutely buried last year. So any help you can get in the offensive line is a good pick for me. Uh, Milton Williams, defensive tackle uh, in the third round. Um, again, I would have liked to have seen them getting Ben Cleveland or Wyatt Davis there to continue building on the offensive line. But overall, B for me. Um, I give him a C. I don't really love it. Um, I do like the trade down, especially to screw one of your own division rivals because the Giants were keen on Devontae Smith, apparently. Um, and that's who they wanted. Um, 
So I do like that, um, but I'm not the biggest fan of Smith. I don't really – I'm not in the camp that a 166-pound receiver can succeed. Uh, I do like Landon Dickerson. He'll more than likely start at guard and then be the eventual heir apparent to Jason Kelsey. So I, I like that. But, again, nothing crazy, just to see. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers, now this is the team I can't wait to bury. If you were a fan of the black and gold, let me tell you something. They got a D. It wasn't an F, but they got a D. And uh, taking Najee Harris in the first round, when, again, you have needs at tackle, guard, and center, and you don't address it in the first round when there are good tackles, guards, and centers on the board. Uh, round two, you take a tight end. Again, not addressing a need and not taking an offensive lineman. Uh, you finally get Kendrick Green in round three. Um you know, you get Dan Moore in uh, round four. Again, I, they could have gone Tevin Jenkins round one, Creed Humphrey round two, Ben Cleveland round three, and then you could sign Todd Gurley as a free agent. He's still out there as a free agent. <laughs> By the way, that's what happens to first-round picks who are 26 years old. They end up free agents with one-year deals for a million dollars. Yeah, they got a D for me as well. Uh, you know, it's you know, if you watch this show, you're we don't like running backs at all, really much less in the first round. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and then to take a tight end in the second, when you have all these other needs and don't get me wrong, I like Pat Fearmuth and I like Najee Harris. I think they're great players. They're great prospects. They have the ability to succeed, but again, it's the positional value. It's, it's understanding where you are as a roster and, and, and like, you know, they got so many holes to fill along the offensive line. Now, Kendrick Green, I absolutely love the pick. That's the only pick of their draft I like, but I love that pick. But outside of that, their draft was awful. So, The Seattle Seahawks, uh, this one's for our boys on and off the field. San Francisco. They, they have San Francisco? S-A-N is before S-E. I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm blaming ESPN, people. It's not me. I'm actually smart. I can spell, but I just was going in order. I wasn't even thinking. Um, <laughs> San Francisco, I gave a B. Uh, they get Trey Lance in round one. He's going to sit for a year behind Jimmy G, unless Jimmy G gets hurt three games into the season. Um, <laughs> but that's the plan is to have him sit for a year. I think it's a great pick. He's the heir apparent. He's going to be a starter next year. Um, next, they need a guard, uh, which they get in round two with uh, Aaron Banks. Uh, they don't draft again until the th uh, 39th pick of the third round. They get cornerback uh, Ambry Thomas. I don't know. Overall, I feel like they addressed needs that they had to address. San Francisco is a team that without injuries and without the, the COVID is – probably a favorite in the nfc and, and you just added uh your quarterback of the future and a starting guard yeah um i didn't love their draft i gave it a c um i like trey lance um let's say i like the pick of trey lance i you know i'm not i'm not the biggest trey lance fan i said it from jump you know i, I he's gonna need a lot of help now this is going to be an extremely player-friendly system he's gonna be able to learn um and and he, I think his attributes are going to fit what they do here. My only issue is is uh, he was bottom five in college in accuracy rate beyond five yards. He threw thirty seven percent of his passes beyond five yards were uncatchable. That's not a good stat. Um, I don't love that stat. So, but. Outside of that, um, you know, I don't hate the Aaron Banks. I don't like the Trey Sermon pick at all. But, you know, it is what it is. The, it, getting a quarterback is, is always going to make your draft better, in my opinion. So. All right. Unless you're the Houston Texans and you take one in the third <laughs> round. Um, now the Seattle Seahawks, I gave an F. Uh, they only had three picks. They take Dwayne Eskridge with their pick in the second round, and they don't need a wide receiver. So, again, just a complete wasted draft for them. Um. I wanted to give him an F, but Stone Forsyth, 
is, in my opinion, one of the steals of the draft. I mean, I have no idea how this kid lasted to the sixth round. Um, he's battle tested in the SEC. Uh, he had incredible pass blocking grades through all years that he was starting. And I think he instantly starts for this team. So I'll give him a D, but I agree. But you only got three picks. Like, why waste one on a Dwayne Eskridge, in my opinion? I don't know. Uh, doesn't make any sense. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I gave them an A. I said, uh, again, they're bringing back all 22 of their starters. Uh, after signing those guys, they get Joe Tryon, outside linebacker. Um, Kyle Trask is the quote-unquote heir apparent, right, to Tom Brady. He plays like Brady, right? He's big, not mobile. Um, you know, so that's going to be perfect to sit behind him and see if he can pick up some of Brady's study habits. Um, round three, uh, Robert Hainsey. Uh, round four, Jalen Darden. I, I guess I just liked all their picks. I didn't really have a problem with any of their picks. Yeah, they got a B for me. Um, nothing like crazy out of this world. I don't love, you know, the fact that we took a guy who opted out um, in Joe Tryon. But, you, you know, it is what it is just because you haven't seen him play football in a year. So that that sucks. You know what I mean? Um, also, half of his pressures, of his 41 pressures in 2019 were, were unblocked or clean up pressures. So it's like mm, that number's a little skewed. So it's like really he's only winning, you know, he really is only putting in 20 pressures. You know what I mean? When you think about that, but again, I, I like it. He's, he's a guy we're not going to need an impact from, you know, just be a situational pass rusher and eventually replace. I like the Kyle Trask pick. I don't love it, but I like it. And then Jalen Darden's an absolute burner. The guy can fly. So um, yeah, it should be a fun one. Tennessee Titans. I gave a B. Uh, their biggest need was wide receiver uh, across from AJ Brown. They, they didn't address it until round four with Des Fitzpatrick. Um, Caleb Farley is a great pick, but again, how's his back? Hopefully it's healthy and he can play. Um, so it's kind of a risk pick there. Uh, Dylan Redunds in round two. Uh, he feels a need. Uh, Elijah Molden at corner. Uh, again, so they take another cornerback in uh, you know the third round. Overall, though, again, like I said, it's a B. It's, it's, you know, they got better. I mean, not a whole lot I can negatively say about it. Yeah, I gave him a B as well. Um, it's 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 there's a chance to be an A if Caleb Farley turns out to be the top ten player we all thought he was. You know, this is obviously an A. Um, they had to draft a tackle. I think that was their biggest need. Um, after letting after the huge bust they had in Isaiah Wilson last year, um, I like Elijah Molden. Um, I think he has the ability to be like a Mike Hilton and just immediately start. And I like Rashad Weaver that, that they got in the fourth round too. So overall, pretty solid draft from Tennessee. And then our last team is the Washington football team. I gave them a B. Uh, I like Jamin Davis. Uh, fills the role of inside linebacker. If it's a need there, he's athletic. He's going to go great, I think, with Sweat and Chase being able to pressure up the middle. Uh, Samuel Cosme, we all talked about him. We, we love the guy. Big, monstrous you know, left tackle, maybe right tackle, wherever you want to play him. Uh, they just fill need. They got Diami Brown um, at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, kind of play that slot role with uh, you got Samuel and you got uh, you know where, Lauren, right? <clears throat> so Oh, McLaurin. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they didn't really address quarterback. That was their biggest need by ESPN was quarterback. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick's the starter. They got Henneke. You don't know what you have in him. There'll be a battle there in the offseason. But next year, you're going to have quarterbacks again. There's like three or four quarterbacks that are going to be top ten picks again next year. So, you know, address the needs that you can this year. Agreed. I, I, I think they did a great job this year. Um <laughs> I gave him a B. It, it would have been an A, but, I, you know, it's again, if you're drafting a linebacker in the first round and it's not an edge player or it's not like, you know, again, a Devin White or something like that, I don't love it. Uh, but with a team like with, without a ton of like huge glaring weaknesses, in my opinion, I mean, 
can add a guy like Jameen Davis to that front seven, which is already incredibly scary. He's a great pick. Samuel Cosme, I'm probably his biggest fanboy. He was my, you know, fourth overall tackle. I'd have taken him in the first round at, at 19. So, <laughs> I mean, to get him at 51 is fantastic. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice is an absolute monster. The kid's 6'3", 80-inch uh, wingspan. Uh, his short shuttle and three-cone were both in, like, the 90th percentile. Like, the kid is everything you want, but he's a project. I think he's got, like, 400 career snaps at corner. Um, and then Deami Brown's a burner, so I mean, the kid's got legit speed that can get downfield, and it's going to be a dangerous weapon. So, overall, I like what Washington did. So, solid B. And now, the last thing for us to do is wait for the season to start, which I can't wait. Uh, and uh, So start. excited! Even preseason, I get all jazzed up for. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, it is a new intro, or new extra, whatever you want to call it, exit sound yeah. uh, that we got from here. This is our buddy uh, Gregory Rousseau giving us a shout-out for the Buffalo show. Buffalo Bill, Gregory Rousseau, baby! Yo, what's up? Greg Russo here, telling you to check out Xfinity Sports. Wayne G keeps it real, and Sully breaks down the draft prospects better than anybody else in the game. Download and listen, or watch on YouTube. Infinity Sports, the number one podcast in the country.